0: You are listening to the Horse Radio Network, part of the Equine Network family. You're listening to the Athletic Equestrian Riding in College podcast. I'm your podcast host, Sally Batten, and I spent over 35 years coaching collegiate equestrian teams.
1: With the reduced availability of college counseling in high schools, the expertise of an educational consultant can be vital to helping families navigate the college search. For equestrians, few school counselors are familiar with the range of options available to riders, which can add stress to a family search. They need someone to bridge the gap between finding the best fit college and determining the best outlet to pursue a passion for equestrian sport. All riders can benefit from working with someone who understands their passions. The Equestrian College Advisor is that counselor. From the first conversation to the moment of matriculation, the Equestrian College Advisor gives students a leg up on reaching their future goals. Find us at www.equestriancollegeadvisor.com. Welcome
0: back, everyone, to the Athletic Equestrian Riding and College podcast. I'm your podcast host, Sally Batten. Uh, As you hopefully know, I've been interviewing collegiate coaches and riders and organizations and affiliated organizations, but today I'm kind of choosing to talk about a topic, and that topic is mental health. So I'm very happy to have with me Lynn Thomas. And uh, Lynn is the co-founder and CEO of Arenas for Change, which is called Arch and co-founder and president of Horses for Mental Health. And Lynn has been in the industry of incorporating horses for mental health for over 25 years. She co-founded EGALIA, I hope I'm saying that right, and developed that model of training and is now involved in a new certification and professional learning community called Arenas for Change, which focuses on focuses on facilitation skill sets to increase the impact and emotional safety of sessions. And um, Horses for Mental Health is a 501c3 nonprofit founded to increase awareness, public engagement, funds, and access to programs incorporating horses for mental health and personal growth. It partners with philanthropists, ambassadors, companies, governments, and programs to expand the role horses play in mental health. I think we've heard more and more about that with um, PTSD and soldiers and that kind of thing, so we'll find out more about that. Arenas for Change, or ARCH, provides training, certification, and community for professionals incorporating the transformational power of horses, animals, and nature in mental health coaching and education. Through an empowering story mindset, arch facilitators support mental health and well-being in, in an emotionally safe and engaging way. When our stories change, we change. So, welcome Lynn to the podcast.
2: Yeah, thank you, Sally, for having me. So let's let's
0: start out finding. Uh, let's find out a little more about your history and. Uh, are you a rider? And where did you start riding? And how did you get involved in this field where you went to college, all, all that kind of stuff? Let's talk a little bit about you.
2: Um, yeah, well, thanks. Well, actually, um, my background doesn't involve horses. I think the most I did with horses growing up, I was a big city girl, um, growing up with my where my family lived. And um, I went to a Girl Scout camp, a week long Girl Scout camp with horses. And that's what yeah, that was the extent of it. And actually, um, I went to college and got my undergraduate in psychology. That just seemed to attract me the most. And yeah. um, after that, I ended up getting a job in a wilderness therapy program doing backpacking and survival skills with at-risk youth. And I will say again, I never done anything like that in my life. The most i would ever done was like some car camping. So yeah. that was a unique experience. I absolutely loved it and I saw just how nature, how um, being in nature and and going through problems and and being uncomfortable at times can really make a difference in people's lives. yeah. and so sometime later, I had the opportunity to work in an at-risk youth program that had horses. and that's huh. actually what introduced me to horses and that was like it's over I don't know over 25 years ago. I have yeah. to think about it now. But, um, yeah, and that's where I was, like, I was amazed by what those horses did. Like, in, in nature, we'd need to spend some time out there and really experience. But in a one-hour session with horses, I would see people change. I know. It's, and, giving, me,
0: it's giving me chills right now because I see it all the time.
2: Yeah. And so I people who are around horses know that and experience that. And um, I think the neat thing about having my background not with horses is I – then moved into that uh, as you can see now 25 years my life has now been devoted to incorporating horses and mental health and well-being and and i think in many ways i could speak a language to people who didn't know about horses who didn't have that passion or understanding and through that um yeah built a a model of incorporating this work with ho- uh, mental health work with horses and that you know back then it was really looked at as something very fringe out there very alternative Mm. you know like okay what are these crazy people are just recreation yeah and um there really wasn't that awareness of the impact and power of this work and I think we did um along with us some other wonderful groups out there have done an amazing um been on an amazing journey of bringing credibility and awareness to the power that horses can have including some you know research backing it up and so um, yeah, it's been this kind of journey. And so as this evolution has occurred, it kind of given me the opportunity to do these two new projects that I'm involved in, that it'll be great to, to talk with you later about, but that's, I don't know if that gives you an idea of my background.
0: Yeah. So, so, um, let's just talk about practical. If you, if you came to horses a little bit later in life, like in your work that you do now, how much, uh, um, how much of hands-on do you have with the horses is what I'm trying to ask you. And how did you learn that?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think it's been awesome getting to learn about horses along the way. I do get to experience horses. I don't haven't done a lot of riding. I've, I did take some riding lessons just for my own learning and interest. Yeah. And, um, and just kind of get to experience it through the interactions we have with clients. Most of the work I've done is on the ground. And including with the clients that we work with is on the ground work with horses. So I would never consider myself a horse professional or equine specialist in any way. I always work with someone who is.
1: Uh, And even though I've been doing
2: this 25 years and feel pretty comfortable around horses and, and love them, I just, I still would always in my, from my philosophy, choose to work with people who have that professional training and background with horses.
0: Got it. That makes sense. Okay. So, so let's fast forward. Uh, where did you go to school? And it looks like you went to a couple schools <laughs> or you, you have a few <laughs> degrees.
2: Yeah. I got my undergraduate from Brigham Young University. I live in Utah and uh, in psychology. And then I went, got my graduate degree, master's in social work from the university of Utah. So okay. I'm a licensed clinical social worker. So that's my framework and perspective is coming at this as a mental health professional and willing to do whatever it takes and what I see works with clients. Right. And I, I genuinely, after being in a lot of different environments, I, I just see people transform. You can sit in an office and you can be, you know, change in your mind and say good things and learn good things in your head. Yeah. But to actually truly transform, that's another, that's another level. And the relationship that, you know, the interaction with horses and the relationship you can have with horses, I mean, I feel like healing comes through horse, uh healing comes through relationships, and the relationships that horses provide is unique. It really yeah. is.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that uh has a fond place in my heart because my daughter has the same degree as you from University of uh, Denver. And she is also uh very part-time the voice of ads on our podcast. So she's a <laughs> she's a social worker for her real job and uh she does that for me part-time. So that's great. So talk about your, um, organizations. It sounds like horses for mental health came first.
2: You know, they kind of came, um, actually arenas for change probably came a little bit first, but, uh, kind of happened almost parallel you could say. Okay. Um, but I would love to first, yeah, talk about horses for mental health. That's my heart project. You could say, and it started off as a nonprofit organization to advocate for horses in mental health services, and really wanted to take it to another level of public awareness. Like I said, when you talk to horse people or people in the horse industry, it's kind of like, yes, we get this, right? And we've made a lot of gains, even in the mental health community, with at least being awareness about this type of work. But right. we really want to bring this to every person worldwide that may not know about horses or, or even have an interest in it. That when they have mental health struggles, that they would think, oh. You know, we ought to look for a program incorporating horses. That's what we're, where we're headed towards. That's our vision. And so the way that we're doing that is by doing a public awareness campaign, hmm. uh, campaigns, but really our primary focus is to do this annual campaign, which we've called the Seen Through Horses campaign. And so Horses for Mental Health was started in 2021. And I have to admit, Sally, that. I, you know, it was a heart project, I didn't know if this vision or dream would happen of what we're trying to do. And in one year's time, it actually all came together. So we did our first ever collaborative industry-wide campaign, public awareness and peer-to-peer fundraising campaign in October of 2022. Uh, This was all thanks to the generosity of our title sponsor, Zoetis, and our partnership with Equine Network, the media company
0: who is the parent company of my uh podcast hosting?
2: Oh really. Oh, yes. that's wonderful. yes yeah, yeah they do Man, they do so much for the horse industry, right? Yeah. So uh, between that and then of course with arenas for change uh that's what got this initiated and started. And then what was really fun is we started, we collaborated with other organizational leadership uh, leaders, um, American Horse Council, yeah. who does uh, the lobbying of legislators, big support for the equine industry, has been so supportive yeah. in spreading the word, supporting this campaign. We've we've partnered with other wonderful organizations that train and have memberships in, in this type of work, including Path International, yeah. Natural Lifemanship, the Herd Institute, Polyvagal Equine Institute. We've partnered with uh, Horses and Humans Research Foundation and the Temple Grandin Equine Center. So um, it's just been an incredibly collaborative experience. And then it's nothing like this has ever been done in our industry. And so what we did as a collaboration is then we also went out to programs who provide these services and said, hey, would you like to come on board as a charity partner to do the peer-to-peer fundraising component? Okay. And peer-to-peer fundraising is if like you, on Facebook, and someone says, "Hey, for my birthday, I want to raise money." Oh, sure. For this wonderful cause I believe in. Well, that's peer to peer fundraising. Okay. And the the amazing thing about peer to peer fundraising is, it, it you know, it basically you bring in advocates and ambassadors for your program to support you. But and while they're supporting you for donations, which is one benefit, the other amazing benefit of that is it spreads public awareness. Right. It's it's because your friends are now telling their friends and then their friends tell their friends.
0: Right.
2: And um, and so it's a really neat uh, way of going about it. So we also got um, celebrities and influencers on board. And I've to admit for our first one, I was pretty surprised at at how many we got. Um, But one, we got Randy Travis, the iconic country singer to come on board and share his passion and how horses have benefited his life. Right. And so a lot he, of the campaign is, is, is it him. He had a stroke or he, he, had... he did. Yes. He has had health issues and horses have been a big part of his life overall. Yeah. And, yeah. but I think the key with this, we have had others, uh, JC Dugard who was abducted at 11 years old. Sure yeah um held for 18 years and yep. horses have been a big part of her healing yeah um and actor riley smith he was also the american quarter horse youth champion um in his youth and now he's a a pretty accomplished actor and he shared his story so we have all these influencers dr temple grandin i think a lot of, oh, of yeah. you guys would know <laughs> yeah uh, the actor eric roberts uh, amber yeah. lee snyder the barrel racer. Yeah. And um, and several other influencers and country singers got on board to share stories of how horses have impacted their lives hmm. and in particular, our mental health. Hmm. And so I think the more we can spread that message and the more we can get people who have that reach, reach to people who maybe don't hear about horses, th- that's what we're aiming to do with this campaign. So we did our first one in October, 2022. And uh, it'll be an annual event, although we're moving it to May. So the next one will be May 2023, and we look forward to this campaign, the Seeing Through Horses campaign, growing each year.
0: To and accomplish and it. give us an idea of what the campaign that you that you had in October. Like, what does it say, or what what's the message?
2: The primary message is that horses can benefit our mental health, and that we're in a mental health crisis worldwide um, di- depression is the leading cause of dis- disability worldwide.
1: Mm-hmm. You think
2: of all the diseases, and it's depression. Mm-hmm. uh, you know, really, ultimately, every single one of us is impacted by mental health issues. And not everybody seeks treatment culturally, and it's not a fit for everybody. Not everybody right. finds benefit from your traditional approaches to mental health. So our vision is to get the message out there. Hey, look for programs that involve horses and because horses can be another solution, another answer. And so we want there to be that awareness. We want there to be funding to start more and more so be directed towards these programs to be able to provide these services. And we're doing it by, like I said, by this incredible altogether amplifying our voice, sharing stories of transformation. Uh, we put together several powerful videos including um, some animated actual case story, case stories that you can go to and see on the Horses for Mental Health YouTube channel or nice. on our website under the stories area. You can see all these different stories and videos of transformation. It's really just getting that word out there and supporting this cause.
0: What What is your website?
2: Horsesformentalhealth.org.
0: Okay. And how uh, if our, any of our listeners would like to reach out? Uh, you know, most of our listeners probably already have a horse and are, are involved in a barn, but who knows who's listening out there? So, how do they find uh, uh, that these resources or the the programs that offer horses and horse therapy in their in their home area in their community?
2: Yeah, um, uh, that's a great question because there's, you know, two things. One is to find the services themselves. If you're interested or you know someone who's um, interested in participating in the services as a client, Um, we are actually in the process of we're going to get a directory up on our website. There are some other organizational directories you can look or Google equine assisted services, equine assisted psychotherapy, any of those kind of terms you can Google and see what's in your area. Um, we are also, you can look at this as becoming a professional in this type of work, which I think is really exciting. It's, this has created another niche of doing what you love with horses while you're also helping people. And there's a lot of different types of services that you can provide. There are, you know, you can do physical therapy, occupational therapy, speech and language therapy, um, you can do therapeutic or adaptive writing types of services. We're primarily focused on mental health right. and that side of things, as well as people who do equine assisted learning in personal development. Um, that's another, our focus working with organizations and working in educational systems um, in schools and schools and that type of approach. So that's kind of, those are more our areas that we're focused on is anything that has to do with emotional, personal development and emotional health. So um, if you want to become a professional this type of work, um, there's several different organizations you can start with, with getting training that goes into um, our other organization, Arenas for Change or Arch. You can go to arenasforchange.com and we provide really accessible online learning, um, certification. We also have in-person type of training. Um, so on top of arenasforchange.com, there are others you can look into. We've partnered, like I said, with Path International. Natural Lifemanship, the Herd Institute, and Polyvagal Equine Institute. These are all different organizations that can provide training and how to incorporate horses for mental health and well-being.
0: And those, I know to to become a a path instructor, which is therapeutic riding, you have to pay to go through it, to to any of your resources, uh, like uh, I'm a professional, so I want to find out or or learn how to educate myself to incorporate this into my home barn are are these programs that are on arch uh do you have to pay for them
2: so with arenas for change or arch that was one of our objectives is to make the learning really accessible and so we have a a a subscription a monthly subscription plan and uh, it's $35 a month or, and you can cancel at any time and go in and take all the different online courses that are in there and learn. So learn as much as you'd like and, and come and go as you please. We really wanted to focus on this being accessible for students and, um, and so that they can go in and take some of those courses and uh, learn what they can learn through it. And then, yeah, like I said, there's in-person training experiences that would then costs more money from all the different organizations right. I mentioned, right. But that's, this is a great way to at least be introduced right. and learn quite a bit as a right. foundation.
0: Well, and I think it would be valuable even to somebody like me, I'm a traveling clinician. I don't have a home burn. I travel all over the country and even internationally, but I'm, I'm feeling like some of the things I could, I could pick up from this would be valuable in my teaching.
2: That's what I, I really love with Arenas for Change. What we're doing is teaching a framework of facilitation that has a story mindset. So you mentioned in the introduction, when our stories change, we change. And what has been fun is we've been having uh, members and professionals who are incorporating that mindset in their writing lessons, in their uh, equestrian coaching. And um, just it gives you different tools and ways to engage with your clients or students um, that help them to overcome some of those emotional uh blocks that they might have right mm-hmm. by helping us um look at our experiences both as we experience it as a character in our story mm-hmm. at other times as a facilitator we can help them step back and become a viewer of that story mm-hmm. so if they're struggling with um fear and self-doubt for instance mm-hmm. maybe fear and self-doubt become those primary characters in this story that are going to undergo some sort of transformation And we teach ways of helping to engage and work with them and finding their answers and kind of seeing how that transformation will unfold that works for them in a really safe way, emotionally safe way. Right. Hopefully it does give you different tools and ideas. And we've been, we just had someone present on how they're applying it in their writing lessons. Yeah. Um, So people are using it with mental health, with coaching, but they're also using it in these other realms, which has been really fun to see.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And um, can you now? I didn't. I didn't ask you to prepare this, so sorry if this is a gotcha question. But can you share some examples in your work? Uh, you know, without divulging names uh, or places. Can Can you just talk about some of those goosebump moments where there has been some, uh, you know, something? Maybe it's slow and steady, but but can you just discuss? A, a few of the things that you've experienced.
2: Yeah, I'd be happy to um and that's where again feel free to go check out some of the videos that we created of some like ser- major goosebump moments that you will have watching those videos. Okay. Um again, go to our YouTube channel Horses for Mental Health YouTube channel or our website horsesformentalhealth.org. Um but just gosh, I'll just give an example of of a client who just had a lot of depression, overwhelming anxiety. Okay. And, uh, a lot of that was people pleasing a lot of guilt, never being good enough. Um, never feeling like always feeling like she wasn't taking care of people enough. Right. And through that had a lot of guilt and she'd come and and just said, you know, if I could just remove this guilt in my life, it's such a burden. And so we went out and the story of the character of guilt, you could say, um, and she started kind of identifying some of the horses as, as some of these, these aspects and relationships in her life. But one horse in particular, a mini horse was guilt, became guilt. And Mm. this horse was a little bit of, I I don't like the word, but you could say snot, you know, like he's not
1: sassy. (laughs) sassy uh, snotty we
0: have lots of words as <laughs> ratty, <instructors. laughs> like ratty yeah we get it
2: um uh, it just kind of like pushing into her and bother like and she's trying to get this horse to go away this horse isn't actually gonna go away it's kind of funny and yeah um but ultimately through that journey and what she learned from that horse is actually it was about developing a relationship mm. with guilt Mm. Versus trying to remove guilt, working with it, working with it, and changing her perspective and relationship that she had with it. Nice, yeah. And so that's what she that's was her learning. This wasn't directed by us, this right. is something that came up for her, right? Um, I love uh, one of the stories I'll just share that's in the video and just kind of share it real quick. Sure, um, LGBT. Q youth that came and was struggling with severe depression and um suicidal, kind of had suicidal thoughts and and just struggling with acceptance overall, self-acceptance, especially especially. But um came and and just kind of was watching the horses. And interestingly, the horses moved into these two groups, two distinct groups. And then there was one horse that stood off to the side, separate from either of these groups. Yeah. And so he's watching these horses, and and of course, he started connecting with that one who was off to the side that looked like didn't belong. And so after a while, he decided to go out towards the horses, and he stood between the two different groups of horses. As he shared later, he couldn't decide which group. He didn't feel like he belonged to either group. He didn't know which group he belonged to. And so he stood there kind of figuring out what does he do? And he wasn't sure. And sure enough, that one lone horse comes walking all along the fence line, all the way up, goes right behind him, pushes his nose into this young man's back Uh, and literally lifts him off his feet and pushes him forward. No. And so this young man, like, Uh, like, what has happened? What just happened? Yeah, Um, and then this horse put his nose on his back again, pushed him forward again, like literally lifts him off his feet, pushes him forward again, and it's it's like what you know—it's kind of the shock. Like, what is why is this happening? He the horse did it a third time, pushed him right into one of the towards the one of the groups, and interestingly, those two that group of horses that were—they're all like kind of all in a circle together. Like there wasn't yeah. a place to come into the circle Two of the horses stepped aside as <laughs> if they're welcoming this young man in. Right. And this last horse pushed that final push in. And he's like now part of this circle of horses and for him, and, and you know, you think, well, but when you're feeling that and experiencing that for him, he was overcome with emotion. Right. right. And he's like, that's the, he he like finally felt what it felt like to belong. Yeah. And that kind of started the journey of learning how to accept himself, which Mm. ended up transforming his relationship with his family and his father. Mm. And it was really just these horses. I mean, you've probably experienced this, right? Or people work, they do, uh, people who do this work, see horses do these unique things that you can't explain. I I don't even want to even try to explain it. I know it sounds like magic and I don't want to even who knows why they do what they do, but it ends up having significant meaning for people and for these clients in such that they literally feel changed inside. And that's why we say when your stories change, you change that horse just changed that young man's story. Right. uh, To one of not belonging to belonging. Right. And. He felt something inside him shift. And then that began his healing journey. Right. Well, and that's the kind of stuff they do.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's about, it's also about our energy and the animal, all animals have the energy. The earth has the energy. The trees have the energy. We have the energy. And it's just us as human beings and our intellectual mind almost fights it. And also we're so busy. We're just go, go, go all day. You know, when you take time to actually be with the horses or be with the nature, whatever it is, then you're start opening up to that energy. So, yeah, totally.
2: Yeah. I mean, so much of the healing comes from as facilitators that we're holding that space in this very peaceful environment. A lot of the clients just say that just being with the horses in the space is healing in and of itself. Right. Um. I can't tell you how many times I've heard clients who are petting the horses and they say, I feel like I'm reconnecting to myself again.
0: Wow. Through that. Yeah.
2: And it is, it's providing that pause, that space to be in a healing environment and in a healthy relationship. I mean, the neat thing about horses is horses just aren't necessarily your friend, right? They will confront you. They will tell you if there are things that you need to change in this relationship. And that's one of the things that make them so healing. They're very honest, but yet people don't feel that they express that they don't feel judged by them. So horses are telling you things and confronting you, but they feel safe. Even with horses, how big they are, they feel safe. They don't feel judged and they can look at themselves through that relationship in a way that is just different from human to human. Right. Right. You know? Right.
0: Well, thank you so much, Lynn. This has been such a wonderful, informative, uh, podcast. And as we're in our final, final time here, please share with us. You live in Utah. You must be an outdoors woman, but what do you like to do in your free time?
2: (laughs) I am. I live in the mountains, so I am a mountain girl (laughs) and, um, yeah, skiing, mountain biking and hiking. I have, uh, you know, going out with my dog, you know, that kind of thing. So definitely, definitely love anything with nature.
0: Great. Oh, thank you so much for being on the podcast.
1: Want to ride like a varsity athlete? Sally Batten's book, The Athletic Equestrian, is now available to order. Whether competing in the show ring or riding at home on the trail, every rider wants to be more secure and balanced in the saddle and effective with their aides. This innovative guide uses highly effective exercises honed over Coach Sally's 35-year coaching career to develop your athleticism on horseback. This proven rider training system will sharpen position and vastly improve your skills in the saddle. Order now at www.athleticequestrian.com. Thank you for listening to
0: the Athletic Equestrian Podcast. If you'd like more information on this podcast or any of our other podcasts, you can contact me at athleticequestrian at gmail.com. This podcast was produced by Jack Boyata, and the music is by Kitcher.